find out what your big deal thing is and then like invest in that, you know, and that's worth it for you. Floors are a big deal to me. We are dust bunny free in my house and it is the most delightful thing. It va- it can vacuum and mop under my couch. It's just so freaking amazing. You know, even bigger than that, just finding the thing that works for you and, and being willing to invest and figuring out where your barriers are and your challenges, whether it's schedule or kids or you like to be inside or outside or you do like cycling and just can't make it to a class or whatever. I love that you are finding something that is going to work for you in your life. And all the yeah tips and tricks and everything, you can just hear heart and mindset and intentionality and healthy communication. And, you know, it's more than just a planner. We are two unique female professionals and friends that have come together to have meaningful conversations and a little fun along the way. Welcome to the Arable Podcast, where curious minds grow. I'm your host, Jenna Mountain. And I'm your other host, Kimberly Galindo. Um, to chat about something we get asked to speak to a lot, and that's um, how to be career moms, mompreneurs, um, mm-hmm. and do, do what we do. Um, kind of, the, I think the classic question is, how do you do? do you, how do you pull it off? What are you know? What are you doing in this area? Tips and tricks, and um, it, it seems like a lot. It seems like it's going okay. How are you doing it? Is. It? it is a lot. Uh, it is a lot. It is, in fact, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we are, you know, business owners. Um, we are the providers of services that we own the business for. We're leaders, entrepreneurs, moms, wives. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of hats that we wear and um, have a lot of fun, I would say, with pretty much every hat that I have. But, you know, the taking off and on of hats and, and just how we... Yeah. Yeah, I think some one question is sometimes about how are you balancing it all? It looks like it looks mm. like it's all so balanced. No, it is not. I don't like that word. Um yeah, me either. I I think it's um I think it's a myth based out of a desire and maybe a need um to have balance. Maybe it's a generational thing. I've actually started thinking about that, like the generation that's a little bit older mm-hmm. than us, like they would use that word to try to pursue um, what most people think it means, which is like, I have this work-life balance or I have um, whatever. And and you and I are not the only people who speak to this on a pretty regular basis. There's some great resources out there um, that are heading in the same direction that you and I are in how we talk about that. I... I have told you that, so I, for the listeners who don't know, I actually started my undergraduate career studying architecture and in civil engineering. I was a, I was a dual major uh, for two years, um, which is a lot of hours that doesn't translate into anything. Just so you know, my parents <laughs> were very, very, very disappointed in my decision to switch because <laughs> I have like a 60 hour minor in architecture now. Um, it's a very large minor for those of you who are unfamiliar, but I, I do look back on those years and I can still, I still benefit from that training. Even now that, 
you know, my expertise and my work is in health and wellness and humans. One of the concepts that in the very beginning basics, I think it was in studio, that they talked about was like symmetry and asymmetry and um, balance and counterbalance. And I remember from an aesthetic view, there was this way if things weren't going to be equal on both sides or symmetrical that you could create visual counterbalance. And I'm probably messing this up because I'm, I'm pretty removed from, from the architectural application of this. But I took the concept with me and it started to show up in the dialogue between you and I for the last, I don't know, handful of years where mm -hmm. maybe the goal isn't to have it equal on both sides. Maybe the goal isn't to have balance. Maybe the goal is to have counterbalance and yeah. to be able to feel and sense that and, you know, recover and... I don't know, be where, be where you are when you are and then be in the other place when you're there and um, a lot about pushing hard and being able to achieve really big goals and things, but having a space sacred, planned, set aside for recovery for that and, you know, for you and I, the concept of counterbalance from a mental health perspective has become uh, the, the language of choice for us. We, we sense that that represents what we're shooting for. I think we're still kind of developing the idea and sitting in it for us, like how we do that well, but yeah, that's the word we tend to, to like more than pursuing balance. Yeah. So we'd like to, in the pursuit of counterbalance, talk about yep. some, I mean, it's not an exhaustive list by any stretch, um, but some tips, tricks for those, mm -hmm. really any human. I mean, this is, we right. are, we are moms and leaders and business owners and wives and, but this is really, these are things that we love, but I mean, dads, non-parents, non-working parents would appreciate. They're just some things that we, we love that help us. Um, and so whether it's the exact thing that we use um, it's less about that than kind of its function. Like, so we'll talk about oh, why we love do it. Yeah. Like, what does it do for us to, and we have a, again, in no particular order, just some things mm -hmm. that you and I both love. Um, some things that you have and love that I don't have and vice versa, but just things that, again, that constant pursuit of wh whether it's in work and business and entrepreneurship or it's at home, this right. counterbalancing. So yeah, and I think that you and I bring some interesting personality differences to this, truly, because I think we both appreciate the same things, but our initial gut pulls us in different directions on what we explore in order to achieve this. Does that make sense? Sure, sure. Yeah, I think we have yeah very similar goals. Like I don't know, like uh, calendaring or um, how to get tasks done at home, and like there are things that you're, you and I are both are always thinking through. But yeah, what the journey okay. to get to an item, or you know how it's felt or experienced, or even how we use it. Like we have similar tools, and you use it very differently than I do. True. But and we get different, we get similar benefits, but also different benefits. And so yeah, and I think some of it too is like 
tell me if I'm wrong because I'm, I'm exploring this very messy, which is sort of the point of this podcast. I, I am always on the hunt for a gadget, like pretty, pretty consistently. Like I think gadgets make my life better. Um, yeah. I want a gadget. And I'm always on. That will make me more efficient. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm always on the hunt for an experience that makes what I'm doing better. Like, it, yes, a gadget and, with that. And rhythm. Yeah. Rhythm. Like, you have a big – and I. it's not that I don't like rhythm or that I don't want quality experiences. It's just that you and I naturally head in those directions, and then we swap stories, and then we have both, and then we like both. I mean, it's just kind of funny how that happens generally. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, definitely love all my gadgets. I'm, I love tech, and if it can be – more tech focused than paper or things like that. I'm, I'm all for it, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a rhythmic experiential, very gestalt-y uh-huh. in my, in my counter palette. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's jump in. Let's okay. Jump well, in. I, I think it would be very appropriate um, to start with something that we have both fallen in love with over the last couple years. Um, which is the Agendio calendar. Oh, uh, <laughs> talk about an experience. It's so, the best okay. of both worlds, to be honest. It is a gadget and an experience. The whole podcast is going to be about the Agendio. It is, I, it I is, it is practical <laughs> and aesthetic. Like it is, so, it's the both. What it is, it's, it, you know, guys, there's a lot of great, planners and organizers out there for your calendaring and, and things like that. But it is a, it is a paper calendar, um, that you customize. You literally mm-hmm. can make it every page. Now they they have examples and, um, that you can take and then make your own. So you don't have to start from scratch. They have templates and things like that, that you can borrow from other right. people, but it's a blank canvas, which I did peruse some examples and it kind of helped get the creative juices flowing because I will, I will admit at first it's very overwhelming to think I don't know what I need in a calendar outside of some basic like, yes, the calendar, the date, some timestamps and things like that. Um, and because I've used a lot of the electronic calendaring, I still needed a paper element and so mine ended up being more of an extensive to-do list. Yeah. Um, that is by date and month and it has goals and, you know, of different people in my life, you know, like husband, kids, work, business, it's categorically divided to achieve goals. But it it's so – and what's – because what I was struggling with in other calendars, I could just meet that need. You know, if it, oh, I didn't have this and I wanted more space for this, it was just – it's so fantastic. I think the customization feature is is critical to why it helps us do what we do. So the question we get all the time is like, how do you pull that off? Well, I actually was able to customize my calendar to a point where it was like, well, here's the here's the three major business projects. So I've got this spot for them in you know whatever it is, the weekly, the daily, the monthly view. Plus, I have these three three kind of areas of my personal family life that I want to make sure I'm paying attention to. And so I, I set it up to represent the life that I was living. 
And that is the beauty of it. And so it became more than just your average calendar and organization. Um, and I'll be really honest. So I have so many thoughts about the Jindio. I, I absolutely adore it. Uh, you and I are probably arguably in a weird spot um, demographically as far as what generation you know we belong to. And so you and I, tell me if you disagree, have a love for both digital and paper where mm-hmm. we're that generation. Yeah. Um, I, I prefer either like exennial or the Oregon trail generation. Like I, I really don't fit the full millennial description. Um, not just the things I don't like they say about them, but like the, when they describe the world they grew up in, it actually doesn't fully capture me. I was a little bit, so <laughs> I don't know if you've seen like that TikTok where she's like, I'm an elder millennial. <laughs> <laughs> It's hysterical. So one of one of our one of our team members sent it to me. I'm either that or I'm or I'm something else. And and generations need to be cut smaller, in my opinion, because technology is shifting things so much. All that to say, you and I love both paper and digital. And so we weren't going to move our appointments into the paper because we've we've adopted a really beautiful digital system, which we might need to do a shout out to. Um there was so much else in my life that I like to do lists and I like to write them down and, and, and pen hand pen to paper is a, you know, it does something different in the brain. And so there were parts of the organization of my life that I wanted to stay on paper. So, uh, because I love paper, uh, still as much as I love digital agendio allowed me to, well, let me take out the appointment part because that really wasn't what I needed anymore, but let me have this, focus on the part that I do like to put pen to paper, the meal planning type section, my goals, new habits, sections of to-do lists that were, you know, um, portioned out on the paper in a way that was helpful. It, it was a just incredible experience. I will say if you have my personality, this was, I don't know, I hear you tell your story about Agendio and it was like just this delightful, inspiring experience. I went down like the dark rabbit hole <laughs> and was like borderline neurotic on like, okay, I got to get this. <laughs> it was like the structuring of my planner. And then I, and then like, it was like 600 pages and they're like, we can't do that. And I was like, of course you can't. I'm so intense. <laughs> so, and to like pair it back. So my, my exploration of what works I would actually say today is still in process. Like the next one I order is going to be a little different than the one I did before. Mm. And um, yeah. I, I've got to let that be an evolution because arrival is probably not going to be possible for me. But just know it, it's intense to set it up. Um, the other thing I really liked about it was uh, as far as the calendar is con- concerned, which I did, I did have a monthly, you know, calendar that had like dates and things in it. You can put dates in it and it will remember it for the next time you order a calendar. So like you have a login on Agendio and so like you put all your family birthdays in there and you put all your like staff birthdays in there and you put all uh, certain days um, or rhythms like the first Monday of the month. I need to run end of month reports or this is payday. I've got to do, I've got to do check requests this day or whatever it is. You, you can put all of that in there. So it really is customizable to your personal or professional life rhythms. Uh, and just this incredibly brilliant way. Yeah. It's so great. I it's also it so beautiful. 
Let's think about mm-hmm. how pretty it is. Yeah, you get to choose the color and the um, binding. I guess that's the technical term for it. And um, even the even the color of the the layout, the, the font. You choose the font, the print. Like if you want more grayscale in your the lines on the paper or the bold bolded or I mean it just really yeah. really lovely. Yeah, you get to choose the font, the print color. It's just, it is the most customizable thing I've ever seen. And again, as you evolve, it can evolve too because you can make updates to it for the next time that you you order from it. So, uh, that uh, yeah, Agendio is absolutely the most brilliant, wonderful. If you don't like customizations mm-hmm. on that level, like that is stressful. That is, you know. Um, that sounds terrible to you. The planner that we used for years before we found a Gendio was passion planner. And I'm still a big fan of passion planner. I just want the customizations, but if you didn't want the customizations, passion planner is brilliant, especially for those of you who do client services. And you know, my favorite thing about them was the way that they would break up the day, the units of the time uh, actually fit what we did as mental health professionals, whereas most planners were a hot mess and I just didn't like the way they looked. Um, so a uh, passion planner is great. Passion planner is also fantastic from a goal setting. They still have all the goal setting pieces yeah. in there. They have these brainstorming, I think in the first and then at about the six month mark, about halfway through the year, there's like these check-ins and this brainstorming process, which, you know, you and I have been in leadership development coaching and programs, it was real similar to that. So it was this oh, yeah. natural way of doing goal setting and checking in and accountability built into the planner. So I am a big fan of Passion Planner. I think they do a fantastic job. They're also beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the outside, you know, kind of the vegan leather, vegan leather, fake leather, um, really beautiful. So if you don't want to do the customizations, Passion Planner is definitely a winner. Yeah, for sure. Beautiful, functional. Um, and uh, the Passion Planner has a couple different sizes. So, you know, and I've known lots of folks that like the smaller or the bigger. And so um, it's, a, it's a great option that I, yeah, mm-hmm. I used for years and still would recommend very highly. It's so great. Yep. Should we do a shout out to our EHR system? Because I feel, I feel like it deserves it because it is a yeah. part of how we talk about customizations. Woo! Yeah, so we found Jane App um, after exploring a few options and struggling struggling with them. And um, Jane App is an EHR system for those seeking to do uh, clinical services and very customizable. So um, a little bit like a Gendio, like it may overwhelm. And in fact, it still does. I still have to customize and build things every day. But once you build it, you love it. I mean, you can build your charting and your schedules and your sessions, and um, it's pretty. They have incredible customer service. They have incredible tutorials. They have the best customer service, which is actually was the winning point for us. Yeah. That that was the straw that broke the camel's back with some of the others that we were exploring is their customer service was terrible. Yeah. So y'all, janeapp.com, that's where it's at. Yeah, it's highly customizable. I'll add to that. Um, they have quite a few, the ability to automate quite a bit. And we'll talk about automations here in a second. But Jane App is, uh, 
It was originally designed, I believe, for chiropractors and physical therapists. So even though the listeners may be more familiar with us as mental health professionals, and there are a lot of very mental health professional-specific electronic healthcare record platforms and management systems out there, this actually was not originally um, launched to serve that specific professional community. However, because they are so customizable, I think they can serve anybody. You can pull in, for those of you who take insurance or provide super bills or whatever, you can pull in um, whatever codes, diagnostic systems. You can customize what shows up in your menu and, and not. You can customize, again, like you were saying, your sessions, how it shows up in the calendaring, how much buffer time it has in your scheduling system. The online booking system, which we have chosen not to use, is really beautiful and smooth uh, in its function. But it actually, one of the things I love about it, and um, it it was able to encompass kind of our future goals at Aspen House, is that it it can host a multidisciplinary team. It's mm-hmm. not just mental health. It's not just this other thing. It is it is fully encompassing. So again, takes takes a good amount of investment to customize. It's complex, but we like that. So if you are a private practice professional looking for an EHR system, Jane app, Jane.app. So <clears throat> we cannot recommend it enough. I love so Jane. Good. So good. Jane's so pretty. Jane's so pretty. That's what we always say. She's so pretty. Exactly. <laughs> um, the next newfound thing that we love, and I say new because it's uh, been since December, my sweet mama. Yes. Um, one, she's just such a gift giver. So, like, fi- find those people in your life for counterbalance. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't know counterbalance is I've recruited a team of people who love me well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, she got for me and my husband um, a rocket book. And what it is. Is it's uh, it looks like a like a spiral notebook, um, and you have to use a, a erasable pen, so a specialized pen that comes with it, and you connect. You can get other pens with different Frixion. colors. Like yeah, they're Frixion like, pens, like an erasable pen, and so you can write on it, and then it wipes away. So you just have a special cloth with it, which is just kind of like a microfiber cloth, and you wet and wipe it down, so you you can reuse it, but it has got um, a, a coding system where you can set up. So say, I don't know, I'll just use like our staff meetings, for example. Say I take notes and I have agendas for our staff and I'm taking notes and I want that to go into, I want it to be emailed to me or go into Dropbox or Google Drive. I mean, yeah, Evernote, Evernote, yeah. your regular notes on iProducts, any of those, you can set up that pathway and you have an app on your tablet or phone um, and has the QR code on there and you you circle the symbol which belongs to that kind of pathway. So say it's Dropbox or something like that. Um, and staff meetings go there every week. I snap it, the app sends it there um, and then I can erase it. And I don't have a million pieces of paper laying around or sticky notes or, you know, um, notes on my, even electronic notes on my phone that are all over the place too. And so um, it's just really great. Um, I like 
to write things down. We know like our way our neurobiology works when we write things down, it does process differently. And so when I'm in meetings, I remember more when I'm writing down. Um, I think it would be great. I haven't done this yet, but I think it'd be great even for like journaling. If you're a journaler and you want to write things down. But you I have been using like, it for that. Okay. Tell me, what do you think? How, yeah. How, so like, my two, like I use it mostly for business, but I have two personal um, uses for my rocket book. Okay. So hold on. I got to pause. So I started salivating. I was literally distracted from life when Kimberly starts telling me about this rocket book. And of course I'm a gadget woman. So I'm like, I need this rocket book. And no, no sooner. I'm like, I think I'm gonna have to get one of those. She sent it to me. Like it showed up at my door, a sweet friend. So anyways, she gave me my rocket book and then I returned paid it for it. And like, I, I bought it for my husband for Valentine's day. Cause he's obsessed and he's a writer. So, um, yeah. So there are two personal, uh, uses that I have chosen to designate, you know, to my destinations for, um, one, I, I have, I do journal. And so I'm able to like journal and you and I know this is mental health professionals, like writing your journaling is so much better than typing. Um, but I hate paper. Like I am like, I am on, a campaign to limit the paper in my life, like real yeah. hard. So, um, I do have a journal and then I have another destination where, um, I take my church notes and, or my Bible study stuff. And so those are the two ways that I use it because I, I want to have that handwritten experience when, you know, I'm sitting mm-hmm. in church and I'm taking notes or I'm doing the Bible study and I'm writing things out. And, um, in your generosity, I mean, you got me different colored pens, so you can get the Frixion pens in multiple colors. Um, and so that helps with, if you do any of the color coding in some of your Bible studies or, or whatever, it's just been great. Like I, so I do. And so I actually can keep my journal and I can keep that, but I don't have like stacks of those things on my shelf, which is why I actually moved away from journaling. Cause I did a long time ago, but I was like, I'm done moving books, but I feel weird about throwing this away, but I don't want anybody to read it. And so anyways, it, it's been, <laughs> it's been brilliant. So good. Um, the other thing you haven't gotten to this yet, and I don't know if I'm getting ahead, but you can write at the top of your page in this kind of special hashtag way. And so you can say hashtag, well, it's a double hashtag, and then you can write the title of your document and then close it with a double hashtag. And when you scan it, it'll actually title your documents that thing. So I can say this was the church sermon for blank date between those hashtags on the top. It will automatically upload with the file labeled the date of that church service. So, oh yeah, it's been great. It's, it's absolutely one of the most brilliant things um, that that you have introduced me to in the last, uh, with in the pandemic, in the last 12 months. Like it's been so great. Yeah. And then like, there are times where um, I'm taking notes and different things and I end up not really maybe needing to save those notes or, you know, that kind of thing. And so just to be able to wipe it down and not have to go, Oh, I kind of wasted a piece of paper because I wrote the date at the I top, know. but I ended up not needing notes. And so I just wipe it down and it's, ready to go for the next note. So rocket book y'all. It's so good. Yeah. And you and I do a lot of brainstorming. And so I can just title, I I do the date in a way that will automatically organize 
you know, well, and then I'll just title, Hey, this is the brainstorming for X project. And it just sends it into this folder. And so all those kind of like future projects and business ideas, cause you and I are very entrepreneurial, just get bounced into that one folder, but they're getting organized by date and name. And I just sort of have this, you know, mental system for that. And so I'm just thrilled. I'm just, I'm just thrilled about it. My husband is a creative and a writer and he is writing with it. Like mm. he is like practicing writing and, or just has tons of space for messy thoughts. And it's just bouncing into his Dropbox or his G suite and like able to store it in this way where we don't have paper all over our house. My daughter has asked for one. Oh yeah. She we is, she's a creative, like her daddy. And she just wants to write and write and write and journal. And you know, but she's, she understands paper makes messes, or at least we're learning that. <laughs> and she's like, well, can I have one? And I'm like, I think I'm getting my daughter a rocket book for her birthday. Like she will love it. She would absolutely yeah. love it. Yeah. No, it's so great for so many reasons. So good. Um, We need to tell them about what they do with whiteboards. Yeah. So one, they have a couple different sizes. They have the, I think it's like eight and a half by 11 ish size. And then they have a smaller one. But then they also have, you'll have to probably cast the vision for this because I, it goes on the whiteboard to turn your whiteboard yeah, into a rocket book, but basically, which we are going to use in our coaching program, um, that we're getting ready to launch. So you take these corner stickers and you put them on the whiteboard. And so what it does is it, it allows the, the scanning camera to capture the area of the whiteboard. And so anything that's happening inside the whiteboard um, it captures it as its own document. And again, you set up these destinations and it sends there. So, you know, you and I, um, will use that in our brainstorming pro process. Cause we, we, we do a lot of whiteboard brainstorming. Um, and so to be able to capture it and it just automatically be sending to this shared folder where we can go back and visually look at that. Like we've actually had issues with that where it's like, I'm trying to take pictures of the whiteboard so that we can all keep it. And it's, yes. yeah, it's like terrible. Whereas rocket books automatically sending it off into the destination, which is fantastic. Um, but as we launch these coaching groups uh, here in the next few months, you know, some of what you do in coaching groups um, is check in or here's what this person said. Here's what this person said. And there's, you know, the leader typically share those things, um, at the end of the time so that we all have those notes. And so you and I are setting up that automation with Rocketbook so that it's just going to dump in that shared folder <laughs> for the pro the length of the program, uh, so that it's just easy for us as leaders. I want you guys to hear the trick here. We're doing what others do. It's not that what we're doing as, as far as providing that image to our, our people is any different, but the way we are doing it is really through an automation. And so Rocketbook's going to make that part of our life a whole lot easier. Mm -hmm. I'm super so excited. excited. I'm so I'm excited. All the Rocketbook stuff. Big fan life. Well, let's, let's talk about some automations for yeah. a minute, because I, I think you and I have been really shifting the way we do business this last year. Um, or maybe I should say the way we run our businesses this last year and started leaning into a ton of automations, which I think small businesses and, or maybe this is also unique to mental health professionals, not sure how to like use those resources to make their lives better. Mm -hmm. 
we, we've really been leaning into that. Some of the ones that we like uh, or the way that we use them, I just think should be noted. Um, for some people, this will be nothing new. For some people, they'll go, oh, that would be super helpful and a reminder. And some people will be totally new. So uh, we love Flowdesk for our oh. email system. Yeah, our email subscriptions. They are clean and, you know... This is actually where we have moved away from having an option that's over-customizable. Flowdesk actually is simpler. So where the really highly customizable ones like um, Constant Contact and MailChimp, which I like those, I just think Flowdesk is more practical unless you need a really complex email subscription management system. So um, I'm sure I'm messing up the name of that. So Flowdesk, um, and we, we got that idea from another you know, business influencer that's out there, but we have really enjoyed, uh, that, that system. Mm-hmm. Um, I would add, I, in this pandemic learning experience, we have opted to be virtual. Um, and I hope that Google classroom never goes away <laughs> because, <laughs> Even if, and I want my children to go back to school face-to-face in the future. Like, although I hope we have a future episode that acknowledges that online school has been good for some kids. Um, The the use of Google Classroom in the way that it has had to be used. Like, it was a necessary thing for the organization to be there for all these online kids. Um, I love the updates. I get these summaries at the end of the day or the end of the week as, as the parent. And so like, I know what assignments are missing and I know what needs to be, you know, caught up on or whatever it is. And the truth is that there would have been a greater disconnect in that if my child was at home, because that's all happening live in the classroom. And I think it's been good for two reasons. One, I am more in the know as to what's going on for my kid and what's missing and what's not and how it's going. Additionally, that being organized in that way has, I think, helped my child take some ownership. And so mm-hmm. uh, that type of automation and online organization, again, I want my kid to go back to school when it's safe. And I hope that that goes, that stays because that yeah. has been really good for our family. Oh, yeah. Really totally. good. Yeah. The other thing that I do and you do that has just been really helpful. And I don't think everybody does. I don't know why it's been around for a while, but uh, I use schedule send a lot. I use it for boundaries. I use it for reminders. Uh I do have non-traditional. It's not, not when I see my clients, but I have non-traditional work hours because I want to spend time with my family. Uh And so I will cut off at a certain time and then I'll go spend time with my family and then I'll be getting back on. And it's not a time that I really want my clients to know that I'm doing the work because I'm not available. I'm not on call. I'm not, not doing that. And not just clients, but colleagues as well. Like do not expect me to answer at 9.30 PM every night just because I happen to be working at 9.30 PM tonight. Um, so I, I use schedule send a lot, um, to control, um, the message that's being sent about my boundaries. And mm-hmm. that has been really important. And I know you use that too. Oh yeah. No, I love it. I can um, 
choose the time that works best for me to send things, whether that's personal or professional. Yep. Um, and when I'm ready to, I don't have to, because I feel like before that was an option or I was effectively using the option, you know, I'd wait until it was better for them to receive the email, but then that might not have been a good time for me to respond to all my emails. And so I can do it at, 6 a.m. on a Sunday morning and schedule it all for Monday and then just be going into my Monday with all that ready to go. It's done. Um, I've also used it, you know, you and I use it between each other for, I've sent myself emails to just, hey, check in on this. And so I'm going to email my future self. I've emailed your future self. That's how you you love your future self by sending yourself an email with schedule send. Hey, this is due. Hey, have this conversation. Hey, we need to do this. Um, so I love it for that reason too. Or, you know, I just know that like three weeks from now, we need to remind the staff of something on our, you know, happening in our team. And so we'll I send that staff reminder right then. Right and then. I'll send it for later. Right. Like, okay. Then three weeks later, email pops up whenever we want it to. So it's just for a and lot it reminded of reasons. Me too. <laughs> yes, I know. It helps me remember. So schedule send y'all so, so seemingly simple, but really. A lot of people aren't using it. It's really, really helpful. And I think, um, I mean, we have, I, again, personal, professional, I think boundaries on availability. I think we've all probably felt that stretched or challenged in new ways in in being more online and being more virtual that I'm, I'm not available all the time just because I'm at yes. home more. And so like the, it creates these work-life balances for, for me in, in a, in a really cool way that um, yeah. I think has been helpful this year, but just always, you know, I think it just, it communicates that, you know, I, I do have limits and boundaries and not always available to whomever I do not want to be available to at all times. Um, but then just, if I'm thinking about it, I can get it done. I can do it in the time that I want to get it done. So yeah, I love it. And I think part of that is the stage of life that you and I are in. We are a really aggressive um, goal setters and getters. And so we have lots of irons in the fire and lots of projects. And I'm unapologetic about that. Maybe for <laughs> maybe that's bad. <laughs> but uh, we're also... We are raising young children, Um, and I'm not going to go into the ages of my children, but we have younger children, Uh and so, and we want to be present parents, Yeah. and so we do work on those aggressive, extra, for the time being, their side projects, you know, hopes that they'd be future main projects type thing, in the margins sometimes. and this allows us to do that without behaviorally modeling poor boundaries. Yeah. And so I can work in the margins and schedule send this and it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be just fine. Whereas before that was really available in general and or on all platforms. Cause it was like, you could have it on you, the option. The setting option was available on one thing, but it wasn't available on the other. It's pretty available across the board now. Yeah. I, I now can work in the weird spaces of my time and it's private that, that choice of mine is now private, which uh, you and I value privacy. So that's, that's mm-hmm. been really sweet. Absolutely. 
Do it, y'all. Go go to your platform, figure it out, find where it is, and start schedule sending today. And if it doesn't have it, consider changing platforms because it's probably totally. one of the few that doesn't have it. It's not okay. Yes. I know that you were going to talk about our use of Asana. Yes. Okay, so Asana, again, not the only thing of its type, just the one that we've used. That's we just like it. But, um, for project management, um planning platform um I think I, I like it because it um is customizable in, in a lot of ways but it also has structure and so that I don't know how to with without visually walking you through it is it's kind of hard to to describe but we have used it a lot for specifically I think it's helped the most in big projects big launches like when we launched Aspen House we used Asana because you have categories, you can assign them to different people. Um, you can have like our marketing plan and the divisions underneath that and who's doing what and move it from like in progress to completed to, you know, um, whatever and just check it off. You can, It's in real time so you can see um, things being checked off. You can get notifications in your email box like, hey, Jenna has completed this task, which then cues off, okay, I got to go in because I know I'm the second layer on that project to go check this now. Yep. And um, Just love it. Um, visually get to build it in columns or check boxes or more narrative form or just a lot of different things that um, – you know, there's there's a few out there, that, and you and I have kind of tried those on, but this one, like, visually for you and I resonated, made sense. Um, yeah. Fits both of our personality needs and structure of how we kind of work, which I think sometimes is hard to find when you're co-laboring side by side. Sometimes finding yeah. the tool that, like, works for different brains yeah. is hard. So this one's been really good for that. You know, the thing I like about Asana, and you and I really did shop out a couple different ones, and then actually <laughs> – because we're we're nerds um my husband and I actually shopped out these because you can use them for free they're they're what we they're freemium services and so like you can do baseline stuff for free and then you can pay and get some Mm -hmm. additional features and so my husband and I were actually exploring using one of these systems for managing uh our our household and our family Mm -hmm. and so I, I I have looked at a lot you and I looked at a lot Asana, one of the things I like that you're sort of speaking to, but I'll add a layer to it, is that you can pick multiple visual options depending on the project. Mm-hmm. Most of the time we use the boards feature, um, the project board, but you can do timelines, you can do lists, and they have great templates. And so I love that you can actually shift gears if you need to in the formatting of your project management style and there have been some projects where it is just a big to-do list and so it's better to list it out primarily because we have these big projects that have all of these moving pieces and it's not linear we have linear pieces inside these more complex circular processes happening and so boards typically works best for us so yes i think it's very customizable i think it's appealing to multiple different styles of the way you see your organization. We moved our team onto Asana for, we've, we've turned one board into a help desk. 
Like mm-hmm. basically if you need something from us as owners in the Jane system or somewhere else, this is how you turn in that request. And that has been better than getting a request via email that gets buried in my email box. Because at this point in my career, I, I have lots of email coming through. So anything that it, it's, it's pulled some of the email load out of my inbox, which has been really great. I've been, I've enjoyed that a lot. Um, I also like it because it celebrates when you finish things. Uh, it does. Token economy still works for me. <laughs> so if you like finish all your tasks, like a unicorn shoots across the screen. I really enjoy that. And I am not too happy for that. It's so, so fun. Like you really do. Very like, happy. I want to see that unicorn show up and celebrate with you. It's so great. Like a unicorn or Pegasus or a narwhal, just like with stars and rainbows, just shoots across the screen. It's, it's delightful. So I feel yeah, really good about it. You did it. <laughs> you know, the other thing that I have found myself doing a lot, and I don't I don't know if it's the pandemic context that's driven. No, I know that some that has driven at least getting it done, but has been very good for me is just being aware of your um, context and surroundings and getting those things organized. I know that seems like it's basic, but uh, I know my husband and I have spent a lot of time reorganizing different pockets of our house because we're there all the time. We are like uh-huh. in our house all the time in the pandemic. And so we've made that a priority. And I, and I think um, that has been really good for us. And so whether it's your office space or your home space and, and I say both because part of having balance or counterbalance is paying attention to, you know, all the different spheres and aspects of your life. And I don't want to go into the home space and the personal space and feel like it's chaos. Cause then I can't recover. I don't want to go to the workspace and have chaos because then I can't focus. And so really thinking about your space and investing, I'm going to say that cause it ain't cheap, but investing in, those organizational tools to clean up your space is worth it. It is worth oh, yeah. it. It really is. And I think because, and I don't know if you find this to be true, once I create a system, whether it's at work or at home, um, it makes life go smoother because there's an actual system for it. I feel like I get more time and I feel like I'm not reinventing the wheel again, you know, I'm not moving this pile to this pile. Like it actually has a bin with the name on it and that's where that goes and that kind of thing. And so I think it's, it's helpful. Um, and I, and I know that everyone has a different personality and even you and I do, but I think, you know, we talk about like cluttered spaces, like means like you feel cluttered in your mind. And I I think that's true no matter what personality you are. And, so I think, yes, and that it does require investment. I think the, the time, sometimes, I mean, it's taken me a whole Saturday morning sometimes to go, I'm going to create a system for yes. the laundry or the medicine cabinet or the toys or my workstation or my books or whatever. But then once you do, you get so much time back. And in and, and the tools, yeah, they're not, you know, they're not cheap, but they are worth it. And if you invest, then you have them really forever you know those yeah. beautiful plastic bins that the home edit keeps telling us about um they they really do they're going to last for a long time um and I do I get a little bit probably I can I can go down the rabbit hole on it like okay can I find it cheaper on Amazon does Walmart have it like really but you um can. you can on a lot of those things yes you can 
Um, but then sometimes you really can't. And the best thing is the thing worth investing in. And so, um, but then also too, I think sometimes looking at what is already available to you sometimes, because I think sometimes I've looked around and gone, oh, I really do have a basket for that. And just a little simple, like we could put the kids stuff in that basket for now. And then, you know, I think sometimes, um, is helpful. So to me, it's been both like investing in, okay, I'm going to focus on this one project this month and really create a system. Um, and then also looking around for what do I have? Because sometimes I, I have a lot of things that I can already use to create, create systems. Um, so, so worth it to, to create Agreed. organizational systems. So one of the things that I got in the pandemic, because everybody was always in the same space, making messes. And again, just to recap, I have a young family. So, they're messy, y'all. So they're messy. messy. Young offspring are messy. Um, my husband and I got robot vacuums and mops. Girl, so cool. So cool. These, these are so great. Um, and we did. We like got. We got like the nicest one we could. So it has like a station and it empties and it's on the Wi-Fi and it talks to my phone and I will say setting them up was a little bit intensive. That might be my personality, but I think it also was a little bit required. Sure. Um, so you have to let it map your house. So we, we got the, the iRobot Roomba vacuum and the mop, whatever it's called. I forget. They probably don't like that. Nobody's paying me. Um, so it's been this fantastic feature in our house because I now can just tell the vacuum to go. It maps your house and then you can, you label the rooms and you, you use the online map on your phone and like put borders around the room. And then you actually can even create zones like, Hey, in this zone, like just don't ever vacuum here because um, this is where the puppies are, or this is the dirty zone. And so like it, it all by itself, you just might go there extra. And so you, you map your house and you label your rooms and you do borders and then you have all these options and then you can just tell it exactly what to do. And well, her vacuum and... has boundaries. <laughs> it does because that just makes sense. That's on brand. Um, it's so great. And I, you know, I let my kids name the mop and vacuum and so the vacuum's name is rosie from the jetsons yes <laughs> and i don't know why but my youngest really wanted to name the um mop fudge so we have rosie and fudge and um rosie and fudge make my life a lot better <laughs> they're amazing uh i i could floors are a big deal to me floors are a big deal to me and they are hard to maintain, especially when you are at home that often. And so I can send the vacuum around the whole house. It empties the bin, it keeps things clean. And then I can say, Hey, mop when you're done and it will. So we are pretty vigilant about making sure there aren't things on the ground. So it is a little bit like having a housekeeper, like you have to kind of have to prep for it just a little bit. I've, mm -hmm. I've seen the nightmare stories of it picking up dog poop and smearing it all over the house. That is a real, <laughs> that's oh, a real gosh. risk. That did not occur to me, y'all. It did not occur to me until she, oh, yeah, wow. okay. But we, we, we've got both of those elements contained pretty well. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been absolutely delightful. And our furniture 
all happens to be just tall enough that it actually can get under the couch. So like we are dust bunny free in my house and it, it is the oh. most delightful thing. It vac- it can vacuum and mop under my couch. It's That's just brilliant. so freaking amazing. And it's made my life better. And I can, here's something, it, it, it's a little inconsistent at times, but you know what I love the most? Like if I knew that nobody was in my house and I was up at the office, I could vacuum. That's nice. That's really nice. Like from my phone, I'd be like, hey, Rosie, go vacuum my bedroom. And it would, she would go do it. So it's just the most wonderful thing ever. So you can do it remotely too most of the time. Most of the time. That's so awesome. One, I, I'll, I mean, getting your floors done in that way, obviously such a great life hack and all that. But I, but I also, big picture, like what you're talking about there, like find out what your big deal is. Like for you, you said, my big deal is floors. So like environment and like when the floors are clean, that just a felt sense of like order and, you know, and you know, not, maybe not everyone would be that way, but find out what your big deal thing is and then like invest in that, you know, and that's worth it for you. It was, it was a huge deal for me and it was worth it. It was worth the investment to do that. That is so, so good. Mine would be, and I know you would say the same, um, annual, an annual subscription to a grocery order service, um, has been a huge life hack for me. Um, and I feel like it's, it's showing up in more and more areas now. I know for a while it was just kind of like this. Like we, we live in kind of DFW area. And so, you know, it hit here before and I had friends in like smaller towns going, we don't have that, but I think it's starting to show up in other places. So, um, I, I think the pandemic was the great accelerator on that. Yeah, truly. I, and I, I'm thankful for that. I, I want people to have those jobs and I want those services for all. It's been so good. Yeah. The gig economy really is taking off in all the, the pandemic stuff. So, um, I use Instacart. I mean, they're shipped. Amazon will do Whole Foods. Uh, Kroger even has some delivery options now. Um, it's really, and, and, and then, and then, and then, and then. There's lots of, um, oh, there's probably a million that I'm not even thinking of that are popping up even as I speak. But um, I think a lot of them, um, you know, they're worth, a lot of them are like an annual subscription. So once you... Yeah annually subscribe and some of them are pretty proud of their annual subscription. So it depends on what you can kind of bite off, but, um, you, you pay that. And, um, sometimes you have to, you, it's a, there's a minimum order and then obviously you have to tip and things like that. So you, there is an investment. You are probably paying more for your grocery experience, but for me, and you know, I'd be curious to see what you would say. Um, I, you know, one during the pandemic and all that kind of stuff and just managing the life home front was, it was helpful to have that done very but just outside of this context. You and I have been using this before the pandemic. Well, let's be clear, way, like, before. Yeah. way before the pandemic. And we need to explain all the beautiful ways that this helps us function. Yeah. So, um, one, it, again, it's just, it's the concept of counterbalance. Like I, I still love to go to the grocery store. I still love to go pick out things. Um, that's still a fun thing for me to do. Um, it's obviously shifted, um, you know, in the pandemic, it's more stressful because of all the, the things that we have to do. But, um, you know, what it allows for is 
time with my family. I mean, I could, I, and I literally have, I'd be at the office and 20 minutes before I'd have to leave, I'd be putting together a grocery order. Someone is shopping. I am picking up the kids. We are home. Grocery is, groceries are at the front door. Um, yes. and so I got more time with yes. my family. Um, yep. it's like having your own little personal assistant for groceries. It's um, a season who, of life thing. Yeah. And then like with littles and, and, and I, I, again, not going to reveal ages, but we are definitely at the age where they're not as helpful in the grocery store. It's actually more work. And so, um, and it's not often that I can just go by myself and have a slow shopping moment. And so it's easy, you know, it's easy to, to just, you know, have that taken care of. Um, you know, I do, I do tease at times that like my kids probably aren't going to know how to grocery shop because they're going to, they're going to have this concept in their head, but we'll just teach them the ways. And then this is just what they'll do. But well, here's the thing though. Here's the thing though, in the pandemic setting. So I'm, I'm with you. I, I was typically making those orders, you know, at work or a remote or whatever. And, but I have found that I am making those orders on my phone in the pandemic at home with kids present. And my, you know, my children are actually taking part in it now. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes, and actually I, it's different. I still want them to be able to walk through the grocery store yeah. and do the old fashioned thing and memorizing the aisles and all the things. But oh, yeah. I, I, I actually think that it's been a good opportunity to teach them how to make the choices digitally too, because that is the world that they're growing up in. And so this being a digital option for them as well, like I'm, I'm just choosing to expose them to both. That's just sort of what's come up, but it, it has become a, a more available opportunity in the pandemic. So I would say that that's actually been something that's shown up for us. Yeah, it's great. Some of the things that we creatively used grocery delivery for need to be noted here because they are, they are a little bit our life hacks um, to do what we do, which again is what we're answering in, in this kind of favorite things episode. We, prior to the pandemic, you and I were traveling about four or five times a year for a part of the leadership that we were playing. And, and still, even if that, even if we weren't in those roles, we would travel a lot because we have conferences and we do trainings and that is a sweet experience for us. And we're travel buddies. Um, I, I won't always share room and travel with everybody, but like you and I have a really good rhythm. So that becomes a thing when you're a little staff, like who will you travel with and share room? That mm-hmm. could be a whole episode by itself. But <laughs> one of the things that we would do, and most people don't realize, is we used grocery delivery when we traveled in two different ways that was really profound. One, you know, both of us have incredibly supportive spouses, which we'll talk about here in a minute. They are solo parenting while we're gone and they're super brilliant at it. Uh, there's, there's no digs there. It is helpful. Uh, you and I both are the primary grocery shoppers mm-hmm. in our family. Uh, and so that was a rhythm that didn't have to be handed off as they are going to, kind of take care of kids while we're gone and traveling and doing our thing. And so we would still do the grocery shopping for our families while we were out. And there there wasn't this pressure to get it done before we left town because we were just going to have it delivered like we always did. Mm -hmm. 
And so we would be sitting in the airport getting ready to fly out on a Thursday or a Friday morning. And I, I would look over and be like, what are you doing? And you're like, oh, I'm having groceries delivered at six from my husband. I was like, oh yeah, me too. And we're just putting in our grocery order in the airport. And it was delightful and it was great. The flip side of that is um, you and I both have some dietary needs for different yeah. health reasons. And so when we would go to these conferences or these trainings, you know, we couldn't just, we eat out a lot. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like we, we have figured out how to eat out, but there were some creature comforts for our dietary needs that started to, you know, as we got to know those, um, presented challenges in travel, like it does for everybody. And we started having grocery delivery done when we were out of town to the hotel that we were at Yeah. instead of getting in the, I mean, there were times early on that like we wouldn't rent a car to certain conferences cause it was so centrally located, but we would just Uber. So we would be Ubering to the grocery store and Ubering back to the hotel. Yeah. I remember those days. And then, then eventually like some of the places we go, we have a rental car, but it's like you were having to go out and you already had this tight timeline and running to the store we just added to that. And so we started having grocery delivery done to the hotel. Mm-hmm. And so our favorite pack of bottled waters, we would get delivered and this, you know, particular coffee creamer or this particular granola bar that was made a certain way. Like we were just able to have delivered and we would just put them in our purses for the next day. And so we weren't packing those foods in our um, suitcases, which I, I have done that before. We weren't having to Uber or run out or spend our time doing that. We just had it delivered. And so that is some of how we have taken care of ourselves and use this creatively as busy business women with families. Yeah. And so, and I, I just, it's probably one of my favorite, I don't know, hacks, tips, tricks. And so it, it's quite a big deal. Yeah. It's so great. Additionally, and you are guilty of this, ma'am, you can send it as a gift. Oh, and yeah. So let's awesome. talk about that a little bit. Yeah, no, it's great. So if someone's had a new baby or they're sick or you just want to level on somebody, you can send a grocery order to them. Um, all you need is their address. You can even put in the notes like, hey, this is a gift. And sometimes they'll attach receipts. Sometimes they won't. It just depends on the store. But like, it's, it's just so great. I've done that. And it, uh, you have done that for me recently. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Like it really is to be able to take that off someone's list, um, get them groceries. Um, you can even like, I mean, I've done this for like family members and, you know, send them, um, you know, ice cream and champagne for their birthday from the grocery yes. store, right? Like gelato yes. and champagne. I did that for a friend. It was like a, um, it was a birthday. It was in the pandemic. So it was like, and we were quarantining what am I do? It was early on. I think it was like March of last year. And so I sent like ice cream and champagne for her birthday. And it was just so fun to be able to to do that. Um, and, you know, be spur of the moment. Because usually kind of if you catch it early enough in the day, you can do that day of or within the next day or so. And so it's a fun way to support, love on, celebrate people and, and take care of their groceries or send them something fun. Um, yep. Instacart continues to have things that are not grocery related, like Sephora, 7-Eleven, y'all, a Slurpee and some mascara, (laughs) and I would be happy, 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 so. Eye patches and a Slurpee, that's all I'm saying. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Yes, and I like now, too, 
I did a grocery order. So clearly both of us use Instacart. Again, there's others. We were have I was having groceries delivered and it was like, do you want to add anything and have it stop by Seven Eleven on the way? Because that's on the way now. So like they're <laughs> they're upgrading their systems for upsells where it's like they know the route they're gonna take to get to your house. And I was like, oh, darn y'all, you're gonna make me- <laughs> this upsell's gonna work at some point. I, I don't know when, but it's gonna work. <laughs> so good. Oh, it's so yeah. good. That's a big one. That's a big one for us. Okay. One of the things that we've been working on in the last year, it's been an interesting year to do it, but the last year is as your business grows. And I know this is the basics. We are not the first to say this. I just think we need to say it. You need to offload what you can offload. Okay. So we have both a virtual assistant for our company and we also have hired um, part-time contractors for different roles. And you and I made that a big goal for, it, it was in the works in 2020, but again, 2020 was a little bit distracting. Um, not that 2021 has been super easy, but <laughs> it is a, it, it's probably moved up in its priority for goals, business goals for us in 2021. And so we are spending a lot of time creating new systems to offload you know, the administrative tasks that really are n- not at the core of what we do to run our business and make money. So uh, we are offloading a lot of things. And I think, I think two things, I think people are either late to hiring those people or yeah. slow to offloading. And we have potentially may have fallen in the latter category a little bit, but you and I are, are making a pretty dramatic shift in that. And it's been worth it so far. It takes a lot of invest, investing. You have to like set up systems to offload that, but it's been yeah. good. Which is a little bit of the theme of our conversation today. I mean, there is an investment of time, resources, energy, a, a lot of different things, depending on what conversation we're having, but definitely for this, right? Delegation, Um, creating systems where we go, okay, so it's you for the first six steps and then you pass it to me for the rest. And Mm -hmm. um, that takes time, energy. Um, It's it's difficult to do that. So I get the resistance from um, business owners and entrepreneurs to go, oh, I'm going to have to set up something to set up something, but it's worth it. So this is just a Mm -hmm. challenge and an encouragement it is worth it because once that system starts flowing, you are a happier person. You are a happier business owner, happier worker. Um, I, I just can't recommend it enough. And I am, I am preaching to myself, y'all. Please do not. Yes. yes. This is not a shaming statement. It is a preaching to myself to go lean in, create the system, get the system um, done, train. You know, there's always a learning curve for things. Like I, I, I just take for granted. You and I kind of have this rhythm and we've been doing things side by side in tandem for so long. And then it's like, okay, now we need to pass it off to our assistant or this person. Um, how am I doing that? So I have to like get the concept map in my brain and put it out on paper and then train them. Oh, so worth it. So needed. I think it makes us more effective. It helps give counterbalance. We get more self care and, you know, professional care and um you know there are people out there who are really good at it who love to do it and they their hands are open and ready to go and they want you to pass it off and they need to so yep and there are a lot of uh, to the former challenge of 
not making those hires or pulling the trigger on those decisions sooner, there are a lot of resources to your comment earlier about the gig economy, the, the gig economy growing a whole lot. There are resources out there where you don't have to have a full-time person. You can have part-time person virtually and you can bite off what you can chew on the investment and it helps you make that leap into that, that new space better. I mean, you just do a better job. So I, I think that there, I think there are a lot more reasonable opportunities to move into that. And so I, I want small business owners to, to really push themselves to consider doing that maybe sooner. Cause that, mm-hmm. cause I, it's super important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the things that my husband and I did um, this last uh, year, <laughs> uh, and it has to do, I mean, I, I have not chosen to go into grave detail yet, but um, I was high risk. I am high risk in the, in the pandemic. I have some um, health complications and uh, like most other things, exercise is really important for me to kind of help maintain and, and keep some of those those things at bay and, um, exercising got really complicated. (laughs) I was doing really good in the summer. I would just go outside and, and get out a lot, but it got a little complicated. I wasn't willing to go to a gym and, and then, um, as it got colder, I love cold weather, but I struggled to exercise. So my husband has been asking for years, years for a Peloton. And I have said, (laughs) no, 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 no. We live in a small house. I'm not doing it. I'm not putting that in the corner somewhere. Where are we going to put that? You know, I mean, I've been like the big nope on that for a while and I finally caved. And, um, and so we got a Peloton and it, it is, it is my new hack. I mean, it's been really, really great. Um, now you do have to like cycling. Um, (laughs) but I will say they do a lot of other things and, it's just been really good for us. We can go jump on for 20 minutes in the morning and an hour in the evening. And I, I have been able to work out more consistently mm. in the circumstances. And I don't think that that will change when the pandemic lifts. So I'm, I am uh, tentatively saying this is one of my new life hacks. It's new, but I, I think it's going to be one for us. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Just yeah, yeah, no, I think, and what I hear you're saying, I mean, it's, yes, I mean, I, I think, and I hear this across, pretty much across the board, um, like those who have the Peloton, like, are, are in love with it, and so um, obsessed, and it just is such a good fit, so I know it's, it's an awesome tool, but, you know, even bigger than that, just finding the thing that works for you, and, and being willing to invest, and figuring out where your barriers are, and your challenges, whether it's schedule, or kids, or do you like to be inside, or outside, or do you like cycling and just can't make it to a class or whatever. I think, um, I I love that you are finding something that is going to work for you in your life and, um, help you be consistent. Cause I mean, I mean, that's always my struggle is finding the thing that one, do I love it? Does it fit into my life rhythm? And and then will I be consistent with it? Cause it's so, it's so hard. Um, so that's awesome. Don't be surprised if I, you know, over at your house one day, just 
on their spinning just because I, I'm, here, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I, you are welcome to spin on that bike as much as you want. <laughs> the room and I'm like, there's Kimberly just hanging out on your Peloton. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> One of our, speaking of, I guess, like physical self-care packs, love care. Um, self-care. I think self-care, self-care is, is a life hack. You know, you think about like counterbalance and making things work. And I think investing in, ourselves is important um something that you and I have a, a mutual love and appreciation for it's um just skincare and just you know loving to do that and um I think what that does to the way we feel um you know but then it just being a really kind of fun it's fun there's a lot of joy in it it's kind of exciting um you know and um so I think not necessarily there's a million products we could talk about, but I think just the the process itself of whether that's, um, you know, eye patches that we love or a moisturizer or, you know, serums, um, all kinds of things has been um, an incredible, rejuvenating, fun life gift to us. And we've talked about how some of those self-care things have shifted in the burnout of the pandemic fatigue and all of that. That's probably, you know, skincare and self-care in that regard has probably been one of the things that has not lost its impact for me. And so um, I still enjoy that. It still brings a lot of joy. I still feel its benefits, not only physically on my skin, but, um, emotionally, like it still has that emotional impact for me. So yes, I would say, you know, for me, like that is one of the ways that I take care of myself. We also do that when we travel. Um, we're really good about some of that self-care when we were traveling and, um, and doing it at home, like doing it at home, maybe even more regularly because, like we would treat ourselves to things when we would travel. Like now I do them at home because I want to maintain that level of self-care. So mm-hmm. that's good. I think the thing as we start to wrap up that would behoove us not to, to note is the support that we have and the type of relationships that we have with our spouses. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I say it with all sincerity and some giggles that, like, I mean, y'all partner well, marry well, like I did, yeah. you did. Um, it really, yeah. it really makes a difference. Um, and I, this isn't the podcast where we get into even theological um, perspectives on marriage, and, and I'm not going to go there, um, but. And I think this fits for whatever your theology is, truly. I think a good, healthy relationship um, with your spouse matters. Like, he is my biggest supporter and fan, and I am his. Like, yeah. we, like, find such joy in sitting down and collaborating and figuring out how to cheer each other on and support each other. And, and, the, and it's this constant counterbalance Okay, it's heavier yep. for you here. Let me pick up this here. 
okay, you're going to pursue this professional thing this month. Let me take this at home and vice versa. Um, that's constantly a conversation that we have with great joy. Um, yep. And at the, it is it is huge for my success, his success. And I think the success of, of you and I, I mean, we, we've oh, yes. joked, our little, our little foursome, but you know, between the, the four of us, like our families kind of work in this really sweet way together too. I think um, yep. that we um, support each other. Well, even, even in that way. So like even in our business partnership, I think choosing well, and when you choose a business partner, who, who are they partnered with in life yeah. outside yeah. of business, I think matters a lot y'all. It really does. And it's yeah. a huge difference. Yeah, I I I trust your husband cares about my success too. Mm-hmm. And you trust that mine cares about your success. I mean, there is a there's there is a little bit of a foursome there. Um PG, yeah. y'all. It's PG. Just a PG, PG foursome. Okay. Yeah, G, G, G foursome. Um whatever that just meant. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, it, I have no questions, um, that my husband wants me to be incredibly successful, not just in word, but behaviorally. Mm -hmm. And we are not in a competition between each other. It is, it is a, all chips in on the strategy for both of us to be as successful as we desire to be. And, you know, I think part of, part of the advantage in my relationship and in my marriage is that we, we get out of the box very well in figuring out how does everybody win? And there is that we do not get stuck in roles and rules that are unhelpful for us that, you know, I I agree with you again, like this is, this is not a theological conversation, but it's not anti any of the theological things we believe. And so we are very supportive of each other and we know how to take turns and we know how to shift and get creative and we don't get stuck in cultural roles that would inhibit us from supporting each other in what yeah. we want to do. And, and we are in constant communication, constant communication about that. And we're ready to pivot and adjust. Did that work for you? No, that did not work for me. Okay. I didn't think so, but I wasn't sure. And I didn't want to assume. And we, we just communicate really well about that. So I, I think that for all the tips, tricks, hacks that we have, we also have incredible partners in our spouses and incredible partners in each other. Yeah. Um, you and I, we, we just had the conversation, like how do we lean into our gift set mm-hmm. in the give and take and the shared projects that we have in this season, knowing that we're both experiencing at least a little bit of mild burnout along with the rest of the world. And so we want to negotiate that well. And and we were talking about, we could be more efficient and productive if we were to lean into the gift sets a little bit more instead of this, I don't know, unnecessary straight line down the middle on stuff. It's like that doesn't actually do us any favors. Whereas I could run in this area 
fast. Like my brain could do this task tired. <laughs> I mean, that, that is really the conversation we're having. Like I could do this tired. Oh, great. That's a very good thing for to be in your plate then because we are all tired. What can you do tired? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Where there yes. are some tasks that really my brain labors and strives when I have to do that task tired. So there's, there, there's, I don't know, get out of the box in your partnerships. That's, that has been so helpful on all fronts for both of us. Very so helpful. Yeah. So I think it's, it's in all the yeah tips and tricks and everything, you can just hear heart and mindset and intentionality and healthy communication. And, you know, it's more than just a planner. I think relationships and the way that we think through things and set up rhythms and systems all create or all require creating intentionality, which is really, really important. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Even with conversations just with each other, what's your takeaway? Um, I am, you know, I think in this season, we've talked, you just mentioned kind of the coming out of or, you know, slowly or going into, I don't, I'm very disoriented, y'all. I don't know where I am, but just <laughs> coming feeling, and going, not sure. Coming and going, I'm not sure. But feeling, um, feeling really grateful and I'm, I'm proud of us. I think we have done, I am proud um, of us. We have done some, we, we've dug in and we're intentional and did some things that were really hard that have made our life better. Um, and I think too, just giving ourselves permission to be messy and have things that are like, well, that, that is still a hot mess and that's okay too. We'll get to it. Mm-hmm. But like, I, um, again, I think just seeing as we've reflected in the conversation today and even preparing for today, seeing the counterbalance, I'm just like, oh, I'm grateful. We are, we are kind of doing that. Cause I think in the hurry and the tired sometimes, especially in this current context, it's all very overwhelming and you can think I'm just not creating any rhythm or systems and we really have and we are and so yeah um, I think that's awesome so I'm kind of re-inspired um to to keep doing the things that we're doing the things that we've listed today and be be really kind of grateful that we have them Mm-hmm. what about you uh similar I'm I'm feeling very thankful you know that's biblical we need to rehearse the good things that God's given us so that we can access that gratitude sometimes. So I'm feeling very, very grateful, very thankful, uh, appropriately and gently challenged to lean into those things that I know work. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do think in a, in a season of burnout, we just want to like not do the things that work, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So very gentle challenge, very kind and compassionate challenge. Like, Hey Jenna, mm-hmm. order that next to Jindio. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Get it done. <laughs> Order the things, use the things. So, and I, I would say I'm still using a majority of them, but there are a couple of them that's like, okay, I, I need to lean back into that. That would be good for me. So, uh, but mostly feeling grateful. Yeah, real thankful that we've figured a few things out, and they they have been the lifesavers in this season, and I think they will be the things that help us walk out of it. Thank you for joining us. Arable Podcast is hosted by Jenna Mountain and Kimberly Galindo. And edited and co-produced by Chris Vargas and hosted on Podbean. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Visit our website, arablepodcast.com, and find Arable Podcasts on Instagram or Facebook. You can also find both of us on Facebook. You can find me, Kimberly Galindo, on Instagram at the Kimberly Galindo. 
and me, Jenna Mountain, on Instagram at the Jenna Mountain.